guys, on today's Trophy Kids, we got a great one for you. We have got our college pick'em week three. So let's go. And welcome to Trophy Kids, presented by Bad News Media. It is September 13th. We got ourselves a week in college football. It is the college football pick'em show. How are you doing today, Tim? Oh, I'm doing great until I looked at the, the spreads we got going on this weekend. Yeah, it's a tough I don't like the board. There's some people out there that like this board. I'm going to say this. I got to go to a wedding up in New Hampshire, uh, which I'm very much looking forward to, a family wedding. But thank God it's this week because there ain't there ain't a good game on one way or the other. So I'm not too mad about missing it. My Bucks are pl- played Thursday. If we're recording this on a Wednesday, dropping it on Friday. So, you know, I'm sure I'm mad after a loss, which reminds me. How are we sitting with uh, the Lions tying it up against Arizona? <laughs> oh, my goodness gracious, Nate. I don't know if I've ever been – more disappointed in my life with the Lions. <laughs> and I don't really want to talk about it because what I told myself after that game was the Lions deserve four hours of my time, and that's on Sundays during the game. Outside of that, I I can't do it to myself to talk about them. That's where I'm at about the Bucks right now. Like I, If you listen to Thursday's show, which you haven't listened to, go download it. It's a We have some very juicy – love the NFL board. Don't like the college board this week? Love the NFL board. There are some things I'm hammering, some things I'm peppering. It's a great board. It's a great episode. Go check it out. But I said I had my meltdown about Jameis. I got it out of my system. <laughs> I do not – I cannot invest I, – I will root for this team. I will support them. I'm addicted to the misery that they bring me in my life because I've tried to quit them so many times. Um, but I can't do it. I love them. But until Jameis is cut, which he should have been cut on the field after that um, 49ers game, I can't. This team isn't going to be good. Like, we got a good coaching staff in place. The defense finally looks decent. You know, this is all said before the Carolina game, so we'll see how that went. Um, The offense, there's talent there, but Jameis always puts us in positions to lose the game. He loses the game for us. He is not a good quarterback. He hasn't deserved the chances that he has been given. He makes dumb decisions on and off the field. That has been his MO his entire career, and I'm over it. He's a backup quarterback at best. I'm done. Until we get rid of him, I'm done. Like, I'll watch the games. I'll pretend not to be invested beforehand. I'll get super invested in the game. I'll be crushed for about 10 minutes, and then I'm going to move on with my day and whatever my next bet is down the line to bring me some happiness in this goddamn world. (laughs) That's where I'm at. (laughs) (laughs) That was well put. I mean, I'm kind of in the same place with the Lions here. I mean, we have Matt Patricia, who I really don't have any faith in anymore. And then we have Bob Quinn. They're both the Patriot Way guys, but it's not the thing. Did you watch that game? How many dumb mistakes you can make? The Patriots don't make mistakes. They don't call a timeout on their veteran quarterback of 11 years. And that's not even the big thing. Like, they yeah. let them come back into that game. Kyler yeah. Murray looked horrible for the first three quarters. It, it was a tough look. It's a, definitely a tough look for the Lions to be up and then to have the Arizona Cardinals come back on you to tie you is a tough look. <laughs> That's demoralizing. There's, no, there's not even an excuse for the de- defense being tired. I mean, the offense looked good through three quarters. They controlled the clock. They controlled the ball. They advanced it. Even on their first couple drives, they weren't scoring, but – they looked promising. They'd move the ball, they'd get a few first downs, and then they might have to punt. But it wasn't like they were getting like that they, they were three and out and they were they were it was fourth and twelve. Like yeah. they lost two yards on a play. They were actually advancing. If it was it, it was like fourth and two, fourth and three when they punted. I mean and they got a few first downs on every uh, on every drive, basically. Yeah. Well here's the one nice news. 
and I know at the time you had predicted it wasn't a, a great pick because you're drafting tight end pretty high, but T.J. Hawkinson looked pretty damn good in his debut. Oh, he looked fantastic, and I love him. I hated the pick. I still hate the pick. That doesn't <laughs> matter. This isn't. This is. A, a, I'm taking. Um, I'm taking a look in a vacuum. That pick, terrible. Him, awesome. Yep. I can say that. I'm allowed to say that. I'm a fan. <laughs> I have emotions. I can do whatever I want to. Damn no right, front sir. office is going to tell me what. No front office is going to tell me what to do, and no other fan is going to tell me what to do. I am a fan. That's it. Fair enough. Alrighty. Any other uh, things you want to dish on the lines before we move on here to college football? I uh, really hope they beat the Chargers. Um, <laughs> I don't think that's going to happen for you, but it's nice to ho- have dreams. Well, Hunter Henry's out and the Lions are at home, so you never really know. And Phillip Rivers, it's not looking that great anymore. Yeah. Well, let's move on to college. <laughs> All right. We got some things to talk about here. Quick recap on the, on the week. The one note I had from last week, it is Friday, so I don't want to go through everything, but our LSU Tigers. Ooh, boy. What a win on Texas. I tweeted it from the, the Trophy Kids town. Texas is back, right? Like, they're, they're back after beating a down Georgia team last year in the, whatever bowl they were in, and then this year. They're definitely back, right? That, that's what a, a back school does. They're Texas. <laughs> it's like USC at this point. Like, they're, they're not, not back. They're yeah. Texas. It's like Michigan and Texas are the exact same school. They're not back. They're an 8-4 and four team, 9-3 and three at best. I will Every say this, year. LSU, though, looks like they're going to be a problem. They're going to be a handful to deal with uh, coming down the train tracks because they they look good on both sides of the ball at times. Like, Texas is a, a good team, but they look good on both sides of the ball. Like, there's there's some real positives in that, that LSU team. And Joe Burrow is one cocky son of a bitch, and I love it. <laughs> love it. <laughs> it's dangerous when LSU gets a quarterback because you know they're going to be able to pound the rock. They get a quarterback, watch out, because that, that becomes a problem. They become a problem in the SEC for sure. Oh, I can't wait to watch them. It adds to that top heaviness of the SEC, which people are complaining about, SEC bias, which, look, I get. There is obviously SEC bias, but I don't think you can complain about Alabama, Georgia, and LSU at this point in the season being ranked where they're at and having a team like Ohio State get left off because I saw – some individuals from the Ohio State fanhood being a little pissed off that uh, the top five did not include them. But fair is fair. I mean, those, uh, those, you cannot tell me that those SEC teams, Georgia, Alabama, and LSU, like I mentioned, don't deserve to be where they're at. It just tells me one thing you need to know about Ohio State fans is that they don't care. They don't watch the games. It's kind of whatever, whatever they feel. They feel like they're disrespected every year. I will say they might have an argument against Oklahoma and maybe being ahead of Oklahoma a little bit just because the Oklahoma defense is exactly what they've been all the time, except for Murray. I marked him down as a tra- as a betting note in the future, the linebacker Murray. Phenomenal player. But the defense is still who the defense is at Oklahoma. They haven't really solved that riddle yet. So I could see them having an argument for maybe being number five. But number four, LSU, I have no problem that where they're at. Number three, Georgia, I definitely have no problem where they're at. Alabama at number two, don't have a problem there. And Clemson, I don't have a problem there. Like, it, the top five makes sense. The only argument is maybe Oklahoma, and even that's a weak one, I think. It's fine to be five and six. That'll get sorted out. If Ohio oh, was, State... <laughs> Yeah, right. Who cares? It's the, top, it's the top four and then everybody else. It doesn't really matter. Yep, exactly. And I, there's plenty of, obviously, time. I think that top four is solid. Those are the four best teams in college. The way they've been playing, 
you can I don't there is not a strong argument. Yes, is there SEC bias? Absolutely. But is it showing there? No, not in a single ounce of it. LSU jumped two points because they beat a good Texas team at the time, a number, what was it, five team? Um, so, yeah, it's. Wait, were they? It was six versus nine. Six versus nine. Jeez, I said five. Woo, that was bad. Bad. It's. Oof. It's Wednesday, folks, when we're recording this. <laughs> All right. Yeah, <laughs> come on, Nate. Those are two numbers you should remember. Yeah, it's also I didn't put that together. It's dude, my brain is on a slow, slow track. It's been a week. It's been a week. <laughs> sure has been. <laughs> All righty, let's get into them. Like we said, trying to find needles in haystacks this week. I don't really love this board, but there's a few games that stuck out to me. The first one I'm throwing out is my over under the week. I think it's fair to say it's tough. Some people have been picking the under on this one. Maryland versus Temple, though, with the way Maryland has been playing. Yes, it's been against two teams where there is suspect defense, but Temple isn't exactly rolling out the greatest defense in the nation here. I think this game at 66-and-a-half is a good over. Um, I like Maryland. They're the number one offense right now in the country. Temple can put up points. Uh, Temple is the same team every single year, I feel like. Uh, so this, I like that over. That's my over of the week. 66-and-a-half is what I'm taking. I will say I definitely don't hate overs when you're talking about maryland they look real yeah which is so like the most random thing like i wasn't they weren't even on my radar because of who maryland has been in the past season so the fact that they've had this explosion i mean there are probably people out there that are like yeah duh just look at how they're set up but i can tell you with 100 percent certainty they were i thought they weren't even in I don't know what distance from my rate this year. I just assumed they would be the worst team in the division in the ACC and call it quits. ACC or Big Ten? Big Ten. You know what I meant. I'm telling you, bad, bad week. Bad, as soon as I said bad it, brain day. as soon as I said it, I was like, nope, that's not right. But I'm just gonna move on and let it roll. <laughs> uh, I remember looking at the Michigan State schedule, seeing that they had a home game against Maryland on November 30th, and I was like, there's no way in hell I'm going. <laughs> to a game in November <laughs> against a mediocre team. And then look where they are now. Yeah. Hell, who knows where Michigan State will be at that point if that offense doesn't get rolling. Well, they did last week against Western Michigan. That looked fantastic. Oh, boy. They found who a running back. Who, who, who was that team again? Oh, Western they, Michigan. <laughs> they I'm not, they I'm not, found a running back. I'm not going to hold Did my you time. see what they did against Tulsa? No. I, it's an I, incredible I, improvement. <laughs> okay. Against Tulsa. Michigan State scored seven off uh, one offensive touchdown. Yeah, oh, twenty-eight yeah. points, yeah. and one offensive that. touchdown. Yeah, it was brutal. You gonna get so upset anyways. by Arizona State again this week? Shut up! <laughs> Not a chance. That is no new Henry there anymore. So yeah, you're probably fine. <laughs> Not a chance. Our offense is rolling. We finally got a running back we can rely on. Um, it he may looks- have a. It may have a little U of D bias. I mean, we have the star point guard from you from my high school at Michigan State, and then the running back is now also from my high school. So I'm pretty excited to watch those two ball out, and uh, I'm hoping one really takes hold of the reins at at, at running back. Yeah, we'll see. I'll I'll uh, I'll tune in. <laughs> All right, so while we're talking about depressing lines, I'm going to talk about a depressing stat of the day, Nate. Oh, yeah, throw this at me. You texted me that you I, I looked up because I was curious. I was bored last night on a Tuesday since we're recording on a Wednesday. said, shouldn't we have some action on? Yeah. I looked up uh-huh. when the first action game was. 
It's not till week 10 or week 11. I know it's late in the season. <sighs> it's so nice when you literally have football every day except for Tuesdays. Like, it is – it's beautiful. It's a beautiful, beautiful thing. It just kills me that it is that late in the season. <laughs> yeah. I was so excited for some action. I was like, all right, we got to get some action going. And then I look at the schedule. Week 8, week 9. Still no action. Week 10, still no action. Week 11, finally we get Kent State and Toledo. Those, those are games where you can find some truffles in uh, the betting world because those Wednesday night games, you, you're, you're trying to set yourself up a little bit nicer for the weekend, and there are some lines that will go out there where it is, ooh, MC Hammer time. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, so I like me some action. I'm looking forward to action coming up, but it, uh, unfortunately, it's not till week 11, and I got really depressed. I felt like I had to share that with you. Thanks. It was after the Lions game, of course, too. So, anyways, for my pick, finally, we'll get to my pick, and I'm going with the line that I used to go with all the time. Um, we're going with the Clemson over. Clemson, yeah, this Clemson is 17 and five. Um, uh, has hit the over 17 out of the last five. Wow, me and reading don't get along we too well. <laughs> the Tigers are on a 17-5 run to the over when laying double digits on the road. Okay. So they're laying double or they're they are favored by double digits on the road. The over set at 58, and a half. It's Syracuse. Syracuse can maybe still put up some points. Um, I'm hoping. Um, but I'm going the over here with Clemson at 58 and a half. Fair. All right. Fair, fair, fair. I'm going to give uh, my lock early this week because I'm, I'm, I'm very excited about this pick, Tim. Very excited. He's got a team that I think is an absolute joke, a collapse of a historic fr- uh, program. Well, I think you might be thinking of me going somewhere else, but I'm not, I'm not going, I'm not going Texway. I'm going UVA, Florida State. UVA minus seven against Florida State this weekend is my lock of the week. UVA has beat Pittsburgh 30-14 to in the first week, beat William & Mary 52-17. I don't think very highly of Florida State. Every major statistical category, for the most part, outside of passing yards, is in their favor. Their defense is pretty good. I like them to crush, crush Florida State this week. I'm thinking I like a 30-10 to 10 type of score. You have been spot on with picking out dead programs, and the official nail in the coffin. When you always think they can bounce back, that's why I think this game's only at a seven point. They're seven point dogs in this game. Um, that's the only reason they can give them seven points. <laughs> yeah, which is insane to me that, that FSU is seven points right now. That's nuts. Like they they beat L- Louisiana Monroe by a single point, forty five to forty four last week. How are they playing UVA at UVA in only a seven point dog? That makes no sense. None. <laughs> They'll probably right. get Gatorade bottles, too. So, it's <laughs> like, this line should be, like, plus 40. <laughs> they might get dehydrated again. That was that was something. That was uh, yeah. a real some something for a, for an excuse. That's Anyways, I'm going to follow up your <laughs> lock of the week with my lock of the week. And that is a game that I loved last week. It didn't work out at all for me last week. And that is a team in Washington. Damn it, I had them next. <laughs> I'm going Hawaii at Washington. I'm going for the over on this one. I okay. think Jacob Beeson lights it up. He 
apparently Cal has good defense. I didn't know because um, I don't watch the Pac-12. But it does. Um, <laughs> Except for us late-night betters. <laughs> right. <laughs> I tried, and turns actually, out they were on a weather yeah, delay, and I fell asleep. Up, I do watch. <laughs> I, do, I do generally watch. Stand up. <laughs> watched so anyways, a lot of Arizona State football last year. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, Hawaii's on an 8-0 run to the over as an underdog as well. So that makes me think this will just be a shootout. It's only at 58 and a half. So I'm I'm very, very solid on this one. I have – so I'm going to keep my pick because I didn't take the over-under on that. I took the spread. I think Washington beats the 21 and a half. It did blow up in our face last weekend. But I've, I watched that first Hawaii game. The quarterback – the offense, you look at the numbers and you go, holy cow. There's, how do you think they're not going to cover a 21 and a half point spread? They have played some pretty terrible defenses, and that quarterback at times has struggled with some pretty terrible defenses. Washington and Patterson out there, you know they come to play on defense every year. They've got a, deep, a good deep, the best defense Hawaii has seen at this point. I think that the quarterback is suspect to a lot of turnovers in that game, a lot of mistakes. I think they're going to throw a lot at him. I also think Jacob Eason goes off, similar reason to why you're picking the over there. I like them at the 21.5 points. I am definitely peppering that line. Um, not hammering it, but I'm going to pepper it. I'm going to, I'm going to throw a little on there. I do like the 21 and a half this week for Washington. Obviously I don't hate that because I do like, uh, I do like Jacob Eason. I just want to like him after watching him so much at Georgia. Yeah. I want to like him out here. He's a good player. He just, he had a, he had a rough week. He had a rough, (laughs) rough week. All right. Well, moving on to a different game, another a late game, actually, a seven. Well, not late game, seven p.m. game, prime time game on ESPN. Florida versus Kentucky. Oh yeah, I, did I still don't think Florida's that good, and Kentucky's getting eight points at home. So I'm going Kentucky here plus eight. I held off on that only because um, what's his face, the QB is down for Kentucky, but I also don't love Florida. Um, I think they're a, a decent team. I believe he's down, isn't he? Yeah, he's down. I have no idea. Um, Maybe that's yeah. the very point. He is, he is down. I was like, I had to double-check that. Like, No, he, he had a pretty significant injury, but Terry Wilson. But I still think Kentucky, Stoops is a good enough coach. You can always pencil him in for a game where, you know, the expectation is that they're going to they're gonna fall off and they come in surprise. They obviously did that against Florida last year. I do like Kentucky there. It's not one of my picks, but I, I don't hate uh, Kentucky in that spot. Yeah, I'm a big fan of Kentucky, mainly because I don't think Felipe Franks is any good. And when yeah. you're giving me eight points and Kentucky's at home. Yeah. Eh, yeah. I'll pepper, the, I'll pepper the line. Enough said. Yeah. <laughs> All right, here's another team, which I also watched way too much of last year. Um, but I still like this year. I picked them last week. It didn't exactly go as planned, but I'm picking them again this week. Texas A&M versus Lamar, 43-and-a-half. I think Texas A&M comes out for a kill game, my man. A kill game. I am talking pants down. We are looking to embarrass you after taking an L against Clemson. It's a big spread, so I would not. I'm not. I'm not hammering it, but it is one of my four picks. I'm gonna. I'm gonna sprinkle a little on that. I'm gonna pepper a little bit on that. I'm gonna. I'm gonna put a little, little out there on that. But I do like Texas A&M to have a big, big, big game to come back from that loss. Whew. That's a lot of points there. A lot of points. But I like I'm a Texas I'm a Texas A&M believer. 
I was much more of a believer of last year's team, but I am still a believer that Texas A&M is a good bet this year. We'll see if they prove me wrong here, but I do like 43 and a half. All right. All right. Well, I'm going to go back to a little action. <laughs> I'm going Eastern Michigan at Illinois. Eastern Michigan oh. is somehow 13 and 2 against the spread when getting points away from home. Okay. Eastern Michigan, they're only getting eight points. Huh. But I can't hate that line there. That 13 and 2 run against the spread when getting points away from home. Yeah. So I'm going Eastern Michigan plus eight. I don't okay. know how good Illinois is. Um, Lovey Smith, not that great. They do have a new quarterback. He came from Michigan. He's a transfer from Michigan. I'm drawing a blank on his name right now. I don't remember why. Um, Brandon Peters. I don't know how good he was. He wasn't that great at Michigan. But clearly Jim Harbaugh isn't that good at coaching quarterbacks anymore. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's been a that's been a weird development. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so I'm going Eastern Michigan here. Okay. Okay. I'll take that. Um, that's all I, I really had this week. I mean, my, my big one, the one that I'm putting my money down on, like I said, Florida State versus UVA. I think that's insane that they're putting them in at seven and a half. Um, that just seems nuts. Um, I also don't hate um, Oregon versus Montana over at 67, um, just because I think Oregon's going to put up some points. Um, I don't hate it. I, don't, I haven't made up my mind exactly yet, but I do not, do not hate that line. Um, I don't know if Montana's going to score in that game, but <laughs> I think Oregon will put up some points. That offense balled out uh, last weekend, which was kind of overdue, uh, especially coming off that that loss. Now, it was it was against Nevada, so take that as it was. But 77 points against Nevada is no joke when you're going up against Montana. So I'm going to take – I would think that that over was the only other one that I was kind of eyeing. It didn't make my four. But it was it was my it was my backup pick in case uh, I lost a pick to you here. <laughs> yeah, I was kind of scraping the barrel thin too. I don't have any other picks. Um, the one yeah. to recap the ones that I really do like are the Hawaii at Washington, the over fifty eight and a half. Um, I'm looking at where I'm looking at right now. It's actually up to fifty nine, and then the Clemson over against Syracuse, and that's up to sixty two and a half, not the fifty eight and a half that I originally mentioned. All right. Well, I think it's. It, the, the picks we have, um, I, I like the picks we have, but it is, I don't love this board. I don't love this week. I don't love this board. I'm not going too heavy this week. Uh, I'll wait I'll wait for bigger bigger fish to go fishing for. Um, any final thoughts before we, we wrap this up on the week? Uh, not too many. I hope I hope the Spartans cover here. I'm looking for a big game out of them against Arizona State. I want, to, I want them to keep this run game going, um, keep opening up the passing game, and, I mean, the defense is just always going to be the defense, so I'm not too worried about them. Yeah. The the final thought I'll have on this is it's super good timing. Michigan got to buy this week before they go play Wisconsin because yikes, Michigan! That OT to Army, that is a rough look. <laughs> you know what? Rough game. Yeah, I wasn't going to bring this up, but people cannot be happy with Jim Harbaugh. I don't care how they they should have <laughs> lost that game. Here's the thing with Michigan at this point, though, is, yeah, I understand not being happy at Harbaugh, but what is your other option? There is no other option outside of Harbaugh. Like, Harbaugh is the best you're going to get at this point. Like, you aren't going to get better. Now, that's not to say he doesn't turn the season around because it is only week two. So, you know, maybe that's their kind of trip up before they get into the real 
kind of meat of their schedule, which the next couple weeks looks brutal. Um, it's like every other they've got Wisconsin, then they got Rutgers, which is a cupcake, Iowa, Illinois, another kind of cupcake, but then they go Penn State, Notre Dame, Maryland, Michigan State, Indiana, and finishing up obviously with Ohio State. Like they they don't have a lot of time to get things right. So I think the buy really comes at a good time if you're a Michigan fan. I'm I would be looking heavily at that Wisconsin game to see what the improvements look like, but rough start to the first of the part. But I don't you can't get better than Harbaugh, I don't think, at Michigan at this point. Like he's the best you're gonna get. Uh I don't know if I believe that. He is a crazy person. I think he has lost his mind. I mean, there's probably an element to that, yeah, but he's always kind of been that way. <laughs> Just I yeah, I think How Explain this to me then. How do you not kick a field goal to go up by three? Dude, I don't know the thinking of John. I don't know the thinking of hardball here. I'm just saying I have not lost all faith yet. I And also I'm saying is what are you going to – like Michigan kind of forgets. Outside of Lord Carr, there hasn't really been a whole lot of success there. And this is kind of the most – this is the best they've been in a long time, even though it isn't – kind of the Michigan standard, which I think is an overflated standard. Um, we're not playing in like the 1940s here. Um, so, and you're not bringing Lloyd Carr back. So I just think this is, it's kind of the same thing with Texas, Notre Dame nowadays. It's just like, you kind of have to be okay with this spot because this is the best it's going to get. And then one year you might pop. I'm glad you brought it up and not me. Um, <laughs> because even Bo Beckler wasn't that good. <laughs> I'm not touching that. <laughs> I'm, stepping, I'm stepping away from that take. <laughs> he won Big Ten championships when it, when there wasn't much competition outside of Michigan and Ohio State. Yeah, but Ohio State was some pretty good competition. And oh, yeah. look, I'll say this. The pre-playoff era is a little bit – it's a little bit murky because there are some times where there are some teams that didn't win national championships that probably should have won national championships – they just didn't have the opportunity. And then we got to the system where you were actually having a national championship game, which is where it's fine. But, yeah, yeah, rough. It's kind of crazy to think back to that, you know, we didn't used to have, like, a national championship game. They just, like, voted on who the national champion was. That was an insane – that's, like, an insane time period. <laughs> that is crazy to me. I don't, I don't understand how that works. Yeah, like, that's nuts. I remember, like, kind of forgetting about that until I watched those Miami 30 for 30s, and they were like, oh, yeah, the AP voted on us to be the champ. I was like, wait, what? I kind of forgot about that. <laughs> that's insane. <laughs> like, you weren't just playing the best team in whatever bowl, but whatever. Weird oh. weird times. We've, we've got a better system, I think, in place, even though it hasn't turned out the best games. It's going to be year to year, but I like I like the uh, the top echelon of uh, college football this year. I think, we've, I think we're in store – for some real kind of down-the-road collisions that will be be very good. I do hope we are in store for some serious chaos. I hope somebody from the Big Ten pulls away with with the Big Ten. Um, hope their colors might be green. And then, <laughs> I, and then I also am hoping the SEC just everybody loses. The SEC is going to get one in. The ACC is, I would assume, going to get one in. I don't think Notre Dame's getting in this year because of what their schedule looks like. They're playing Georgia and uh, who is that other game? I got to look that up real quick. Bad radio here, but um, they have Stanford, USC. No, it was they got Georgia, which is next week. 
They got Michigan, too. Michigan, that's what it was, at the big house. There's no way they walk away from those both those games with wins. I don't think they go to Georgia because they're at Georgia, too. It's not at Notre Dame. They have to go at Georgia, at Michigan. They probably win the Michigan game, but I don't think there's a way they win that Georgia game. Yeah, that's fair. So a one-loss Notre Dame is not getting to the playoffs, so we don't have to worry about them. So I think this is going to be the year where we get the Big Ten. Big Ten will have a representative. The SEC will at least have one representative. The ACC will have one representative. And I hope for chaos so we can really test that SEC bias. If there's a team from the outside that maybe should get in. Yeah, I'm hoping we have an Oklahoma <laughs> creeping up there, too. Yeah, we'll see what see happens. J- I want to see a big Jalen Hurts versus Alabama first-round matchup. It's a real possibility. But all right, <laughs> that'll wrap it up for us. As always, peace. Peace. Oh, oh, oh.